is nothing more inspiring than a woman being unapologetically herself. The answers are all in your heart. She's waiting, she's waiting, she's waiting for you to set her free. Welcome to BU Podcast. I'm Jill Herman and I am so glad you're here. I was broke, insecure, and craved approval. But with grit, hustle, and sacrifice, I still built a successful multi-million dollar business. 10 years in, burnout, I slowed down and looked inward. In that silence, I discovered that the same level of success could have come to me with much less effort and so much more joy. That's when I threw out the expectations of the world and chose to unbecome every single thing I thought I was supposed to be. And the real me was uncaged. It was far from easy. And in this podcast, I'll offer my entire journey as a roadmap so that if you're ready, you can finally be you. Hello there. Well, if you're listening to this, on the actual day that this is aired, it's Christmas. So if you celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas. And if you're not listening on December 25th, I get it. I am actually recording this a little bit ahead of time. It is December 19th, and it is one of my favorite episodes of the year. Every year, I help you not just close out the previous year, but do it with so much heart and intention so that you are in a space where you can call in the new year rather than falling into the new year. So I recommend just listening along and going back and listening when you can be in a place or a space where you're by yourself. I would recommend lighting a candle maybe burning some like copal or Palo Santo or something like that. If you don't have any of that, that's fine, of course. But make a space for yourself that feels like you're going to be a part of a ceremony or a ritual for you, that you are going to do this with intention and you're going to make it a pleasurable and enjoyable experience. You can just make it your own. That's just a suggestion of mine. But do something that marks this as a special time just for you. Make sure you don't have interruptions and allow yourself to completely focus on you, okay? Everything I share obviously can be adapted, it can be edited, it can be thrown out. Just take whatever resonates and leave the rest. If you like the way I do this, a lot of people tell me they love this every year, just follow along. And then again, just make little tweaks and add your own whipped cream, sprinkles, and cherry to make it really special for you so that it feels like your thing, okay? Or you can just take mine and use it, all right? All right, so first I recommend taking time to go through your phone and go back through every single photo of 2023. Yep, everyone. It doesn't take long because you'll have random pictures that mean really nothing to you, right? Maybe it's a selfie or you were texting somebody and you sent a picture of the brand of cereal that you were eating, whatever. But as you go through, you are going to be looking at a literal snapshot of this past year. And I found that really important because it's so easy for us to forget the year. It's so easy for us to only hold on to painful or uncomfortable moments of the year. It's also common for us to forget 
painful lessons of the year and have everything just sort of turn into this sort of soup. And then we just sort of like fall into the next year and we fall into the same patterns or we forget to celebrate and be grateful for the gifts of the previous year. So the first recommendation is to go through those pictures. And then the next step is to make a list in chronological order of everything that took place as you're looking at those pictures, anything that stands out to you. It could be something as insignificant as, oh, I found that new brand of coffee I like. Or it could be really significant, like someone you love passed on. So make that list. And then we're going to take that and bring it into our ritual. So before doing any of that, I invite you to, um, after creating your space, really ground in and be present. The way we do that is coming into ourselves. So I invite you to close your eyes. I invite you to take at least three cleansing breaths in through the nose, really deep, like into the belly, picturing yourself breathing as if you are breathing into a 360 degree space around your body. So into your energetic field, you're taking that deep of a breath. You're taking a deep breath into all the parts, the crevices, the corners, the nooks and crannies of your physical body. Maybe where you have things locked away or hidden away, tucked away. Maybe where you have uncomfortable emotions or memories hidden away. Maybe some areas that never got explored in 2023, breathing into all of those spaces and places with no thought around it and no judgment. Deep breaths in through the nose. And when you're exhaling with an exhale that is audible, do that three times and then repeat. Breathing in through the nose, slowly, deep into every part of your body out your fingertips, past your fingertips, all the way down to your toes and past your toes, all the way up to the top of your head and past that. Breathing in and then a nice, deep, slow, prolonged exhale. So do three cycles of that or as many as you'd like. You can add putting one hand on the middle of your chest, which would be your heart center, your other hand on your belly button, which is your creating your nurturance canal. Breathing into that. Really emptying yourself out when you exhale. And when and only when you feel ready, You can stop the deep breathing and just breathe normally. And now you can ground into your body. You can say a prayer, stating what you wish to accomplish, or just asking for support for what you're about to do, or just asking that you remain present. If this aligns with your beliefs, you can call on your angels, your God, your spirit guides. Some of you will feel comfortable also calling on your benevolent ancestors. I call them my team, my allies, asking them to be present with you as you experience this end of the year ritual. Again, just take on what feels good and leave the rest. Whatever feels right for you. 
The point is to be present in your body, present in your space you've created with no distractions and asking for support from whatever you believe in that is bigger than you, that divine love, that source of truth, the source of creation that is always, always here to watch you win even when it doesn't feel like you're winning. Calling on that presence to be in you, with you, and around you as you do this. Notice what you're feeling in your body. As you're sitting quietly, breathing, and with your eyes closed, what is your body telling you? Do you feel any tightness anywhere? Do you feel any constriction anywhere? Do you feel tingly? What do you feel? And don't judge it, just observe it. Just observe it. If you want to take it even further, you can actually talk to that part of your body and say, what are you here to tell me? What are you trying to show me? I'm listening. What would you like to say? And when you feel ready, open your eyes and go to that piece of paper. You've already looked at your pictures. You could even go back and see if they look different. I bet they do. Let's do that. Go back to your phone and look at your pictures now and notice what lens you're seeing them through now. The energy has shifted. I'm sure you can feel it. Look through them and don't sort them. Don't tag them. Don't label them. Just write down what looks significant to you. I'm going to read a few of mine, okay? Went to Mardi Gras. Met my physician, Dr. Stillman, in Florida for the first time. Started hormone replacement therapy. Made it a little bit of a getaway with my husband. Went to Charleston with him. Had a bar installed in our home. And I just wrote the word fiasco. (laughs) Put the final touches on my goddess room. My great nephew, Marco Antonio, was born in Brazil. My daughter went to Mexico for the retreat with Secretasias. My chicken lost his foot. We went on spring break for my youngest, who was a senior. I attended the and participated in the 30-day container with Alexi Panos called Awaken the Muse. I started working with a, and committed to a six-month container with Sigrid Tazias again. My grandson started riding a two-wheeler with no helmet. I'm sorry, with no helmet, with no training wheels. Our dear friend was killed. My stepdaughter fell in love and we met her amazing boyfriend. I started and committed to taking daily walks outside. I met Kiki Hurwitt online, who became my friend. My chickens had babies. I held an amazing, exciting, fun, huge party for July 4th with our family at a pickleball tournament. On August 11th, I had a big outdoor pickleball birthday party for my husband. My daughter, Julia, went to London to go to Vida Sassoon. I accompanied her, hung out there, and then I went on a solo trip to Barcelona. And on that trip to Barcelona, I had my very first psilocybin journey experience. My husband and I, at the very last minute, went to El Paso, Texas for my aunt's birthday, and he got to meet all of my Mexican family. We had Peter and Joy Harrington and their kids stay with us for two full weeks. I'm just going to read the whole list. This is how much happened in one year, and I would have never been able to tell you this without doing this exercise. My husband and I went on the very first vacation we've gone on alone ever. We went to Portugal. Then we watched our son compete in the world championships in Portugal and traveled with him and our daughter, Julia, who came in from London. One of my podcast guests, Alex Waters, came 
to our home, Medicine Nashville, Tennessee first, then came home with us and stayed with us for a week. Our son landed the first in the world ever in history, triple flip behind a boat. And we got to witness it on a live stream, actually in a live contest, and he made history. I hosted a going away party for my son, George. We moved him to Texas and we became empty nesters for the first time ever. One of George's dear friends from high school died. Our son Thomas was awarded a boat and a huge check for his accomplishment. I cut seven inches off my hair. Our daughter Jessica attended the Christine Hassler retreat and we were so proud. Sigrid, my coach, came here and I haven't told you this yet, but I had my second psilocybin journey. One of the most profound experiences of my life, if not the most. Our daughter's boyfriend, Ty, participated in Alexi Panos and Preston Spall's bridge experience. I turned 52. I hosted my first women's circle rose milk ceremony in my home. I went to Arizona to become certified in breath work and visited my daughter. And our oldest opened up an amazing salon and business that she had been working on and for for a long time. Those are only what's evident through the pictures. There's so much more. So after you make your list, I wouldn't recommend journaling yet, but I would recommend either taking different colored highlighters and categorizing this list or just creating a whole new list and categorizing that. And these are the categories. This taught me something significant, so learned. Number two, this is something I want to let go of and move past, so let go. And three, oh, I want more of this. I want to anchor this into my body, the memory and the feeling of it. And I want more of it or I want it to continue. So that's anger. Number one, learned. Number two, let go. Number three, anchor. So this will take some time. Categorize those events from the last year from your camera roll, from that list, into three categories. Learned, let go, anchor in. Okay? Now, once you've done that, I personally would recommend going deeper. I would journal and ask yourself, what did I learn from those in that category of learned? What lessons did I learn, whether they were painful or not? What did I learn? Why am I grateful that I learned that? Thank you, God. Thank you. And number two, why do I want to let go of that? Is there anything keeping me from letting go and moving on? And then number three, what I want to anchor in and not forget and be grateful for and get more of, how can I get that to expand? How can I get more of that than I experienced even before? And all three of these, I want you to tap into the feeling of the lessons learned, of what you you want to let go of, and what you want to anchor in. What are you feeling? Close your eyes, tune into your body. What do you physically feel? What's coming up for you? What does this remind you of? That's a big question. What does this remind you of? Many times it'll remind you of something from your past or even from your childhood. Just write it down. No judgment. Just write it down. You might think that's weird. It isn't. It just is. Just write it down. Okay, the next step is for you to either burn this list. And it sounds strange because you you might think, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. I don't want to burn the good stuff. Listen, you've anchored into your body. 
It's not about destroying it. It's about closing out this year, even the good stuff. You have to trust that what was integrated was really integrated and what wasn't, wasn't. And that what is meant to go into this new year will. And it can't unless you're willing to let go and move on to all of it. Okay, so I would recommend burning the list. Some people would say just rip it up into a bunch of little pieces of paper, throw it away. I wouldn't do that. I would burn it. Watch it burn. How does it feel? Just get like a metal bowl and burn it and, and, and watch it burn. How does that feel? Remember, you've anchored in all the good stuff. You're letting go of the rest and you're simply closing the chapter for the year, but you're holding on to what you want to hold on to. And what's really important after that is to move your body. I would recommend dance, but you could also just go outdoors and go on a walk, not with your phone. Don't get on technology. Don't look at social media. Be alone and go outdoors and walk and breathe. Your body will move what wants to be moved out of you. You can even picture it leaving your body, everything that you, the lessons learned that were painful, the emotions that feel negative or painful, anything you want to release from the past year and move past, feel that leaving your body. And as you're moving your body, right, this is the somatic part, that's what will happen. You might feel tears, you might giggle, all of it's good. I also would recommend considering dancing. And for some of you, that just sounds so weird and you're thinking like performance. I'm talking about intuitive movement. Locking the door to even if you're in your closet, wherever you are, and putting some beautiful music on and closing your eyes and just watching your body move and and let it move however it wants to move. As you're picturing this list, you're dancing to... I have learned these lessons. This is what I'm letting go of. This is what I'm anchoring in. I've learned these lessons. This is what I'm letting go of. I'm anchoring this in. Knowing that when you finish this dance, one, two, three, four, five songs, however long you want, you can close this chapter of 2023 with confidence, with peace, with surrender, with joy, with so much gratitude. And then and only then, Will you be ready to call in what you want for the new year? When I looked back at my list, I said to my husband, God, it was a good year. If you had asked me if I had a good year, I got to be honest with you. I would have said, I mean, I think it was pretty good because I was holding on to a few negative things. And my mind does tend to go negative. When I read this list to you, you might have been thinking what I was thinking. I'm like, that's a, first of all, we had a, packed year. It was a lot. And so many beautiful things happened. There were a few painful things, very painful things, losing our friend, my son losing his friend. I look back on, and I'll ask you to do that now. What were your words or what was your word for the year? What was your word for 2023? Now you may start criticizing yourself. Oh, I didn't do that. I didn't do anything with that word. That's okay. Just look back at the year and ask yourself, how did that word show up in this year? I bet it showed up a lot. My words were boundaries, play, and focus. It sounds like it doesn't make sense because they sound so different, but those were the words that came through 
when I did the ritual I'm going to show you next week. So don't get to that yet. That will be next week that we'll do that. Or for you, I'd recommend just anytime after January 1st. So for me, those words came to me. I didn't pick the words, the words picked me. And boundaries was about creating an energetic field around me, like a fence around me, instead of martyrdom and overgiving and creating resentment because I gave, 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 instead of allowing people to seep into like what my goals were for myself or what my desires were for myself, I realized I needed to create boundaries around myself and around my heart, not closing my heart off, but boundaries around my heart, huge difference, so that I wasn't living in a codependent way, so that I was loving with power and strength and tenderness and vulnerability and not letting anyone else's pain get to me while having so much empathy for their pain. That was a big one for me. And I realized that when I create the boundaries, then I would be able to play. I would have the energy, the time to play, the desire, the space to play. Before I couldn't because everybody was in my backyard. I needed to create my own backyard and have a fence and decide who got in and who didn't and when they got in and when they had to leave. My third word was focus, which sounds like the opposite of play. But I realized that God gave me the word focus with play and boundaries because with boundaries and lots of play, then I would be in this beautiful high vibration state where I could really focus on what I wanted to call in and create for this past year which was focusing on my health, focusing on passion projects like the podcast, and I thought it would be writing a book, but also just focusing more on me. What do I want? I didn't even think about the fact that I would become an empty nester. It didn't even enter my mind. You see, when we do these rituals and we pray through this and we meditate through this and we release we will call in what is meant for us and leave the rest. But if we don't, it's almost like walking into a brand new, perfectly clean house with like dirty shoes and stinky socks and wondering why there are muddy footprints all over the house. We want to walk in totally clean and not looking backwards, but looking forwards and only carrying with us what is meant to be with us and leaving everything outside of that new house. So I I know that if you do this ritual that we just described, you will be able to join me next week and walk in to that new house. And together we will call in our word or words for the new year, our desires for the new year, our excitement for the new year, no matter where you are, no matter what storm you're in. I have friends going through some really, really heavy stuff. I have a dear friend whose son-in-law in his 30s just had a massive heart attack and he's surviving sedated and on a heart pump. I know someone else who just lost her husband who was 44. I know someone whose sister-in-law was just diagnosed with metastases of a cancer and it's looking very, very grim for her. I know that you might be walking through a really painful storm. Right now, today, I'm not. And many times, if you've listened to this show for a while, you know I have. I see you. 
I'm praying for you right now. I'm sending you so much love. And I am telling you that this painful lesson that you've been served up is not a punishment. And it's something still that you can learn from. As long as you give yourself a lot of grace and you let yourself lean into whatever you're feeling, no matter what it is, lean into your shadow, as they call it. Be angry. Be pissed off. It's okay to say this sucks. This isn't fair. You can say all that. All the personal development gurus are like, you know, when they say everything is happening for us, not to us, it's the truth. But a lot of times they forget the other part. You're a fucking human. You're a human. You're not God. You're a human. So it's okay to start with this sucks. This is unfair. I don't like it. Why is this happening? Feel into that. Let yourself feel it all. Welcome all of you to this conversation. Allow yourself to feel and experience all of it. Once you're able to love and accept all of that about yourself, then you can walk towards peace. Without that, you're just a fragment of that. And you'll always have one foot in, one foot out. Because the one foot out is tethered to judgment, self-judgment. So when we say be you, there's so many ways to describe that. That's one example. Be all of you. All of the emotion, all of the, just the wide range. Your shadow and your light. Be all of it. Love all of it. Celebrate all of it. Remember, you can't heal when you're still poisoning yourself. When that poison of self-judgment is there, you can't heal. So you're always going to have one leg tethered and you're never going to get to where you want to be. No New Year ritual is going to (laughs) help if you're doing that. All right, so whatever this year looked like for you, I pray that you find the silver lining, that you find the lessons, you find the gratitude, you anchor that in. Maybe one of your pictures with just you looking outside and enjoying the sunshine. Anchor that in. If that's all you got, anchor it in. Anchor in that beauty. I'm so glad you've been here this past year with me and that I've been with you. On this podcast, we surpassed 200 episodes. We found out that we were in the 1% in the world as far as the whole stats go. I've heard from listeners all over the world. A young woman I met in Portugal who drove us around in the tuk-tuk, became a, a fan of the show. Just the other night, I met a new friend and we were at dinner with our husbands. So six people, three couples total. And she pulled me aside at dinner and said, I just want to tell you how much I love this podcast. And I listen to a lot of good podcasts. And yours is right up there with the best. It meant a lot to me, Kelly. Thank you. Not because I, Jill, the human me, needs to be the best. No, that's the old me. It meant a lot to me because You not holding back and sharing that with me was beautiful for me because I still sometimes doubt this whole passion project and wonder if I should keep going. So thank you for sharing that. The biggest compliment she gave me was that she said that her husband always thinks she's talking to a friend when she's listening to my podcast. And she said, because I am, and this was before we were friends. She said, it feels like I'm talking just to her. And that's what I pray for every week. That you, as a listener of this podcast, 
can truly feel how much I care and that I don't want my pain and my lessons to be in vain. I want to use that medicine and pay it forward to others and that I'm truly sharing into this microphone because I care and because I feel called to do it, not because I need it, not because it's going to get me anything. I hope you really feel that. I love you so much. You're probably listening somewhere around December 25th, so you still have another week of this year. Keep returning to love. Keep returning home to yourself. Keep breathing, loving yourself, and fully surrendering. And I will see you next year. Bye.